Hey guys, what's up? I'm a little bit of a mess today. Um, I, let's see. I think I'm going live. It says I'm not. Let's see. There we go. Now there we go. Guys, I'm a little bit of a mess today. I don't feel my best. First off, let me apologize to you. I promised to interview Shanna earlier this week, and I couldn't. Uh, I just, I, I've not been feeling too well this week, and I, uh, and I'm actually really excited about it, so I want to do it on my best. And so I'm going to get right into our word from the day. If you got your Bibles, open them up from to 2 Timothy 2, 15 through 17, and we're going to get right into this word. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth, but avoid worldly and empty chatter. For it will lead to further ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. I mean, it's, a, it's a horrible picture of gangrene. Among them are Hymenius and Philetus. Guys, for all of my people that are just getting home from work right now, you can relate to this. Um, how does it feel to get called out by that boss? It's one of the most cringing lines you can get when the boss just goes, Hey, can I see you in my office? For a moment and I know for me like I have a gauge as to how much trouble I'm about to get into like if my boss uh, says hey can I see you in my office in just for a second and he leaves the door open and people are coming and going man we're fine we're just chatting but the moment my boss goes like could you close the door for a minute it's my gut just sinks and they go oh I did something um, anybody knows when you've been called out in front of your work uh, uh, fellow workers when they go I can I see you in the office and that you look in their eyes and they're all like Ooh, snap. Not a pleasant feeling. So that's bad. But imagine for a second that there was this book. It was the number one bestseller in the entire world. Like it had best-selling numbers to the degree that like, like New York Times wishes their bestsellers sold like this. And in that book, you, if your name was Hymenius, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, or Philetus, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, and, and he said, hey, don't be like Hymenius and Philetus, and all of the people said, oh, snap, like he just got called out. Like we think of God sometimes as a little PC. I want you to read that for a second. He straight up called those two suckers out and said, don't be like those two people right there who do not accurately handle the word, who do not show themselves approved, but be a person who accurately handles the word. I want to present myself approved. I want to do that to such an extreme that when I walk into heaven, God goes, there's my boy, like, well done, my good and faithful servant. And if I do that well, I think God's going to be pleased. That's the goal. Can I give you a couple things real quick? How to present yourself approved. And the first thing I want to say right now, if you think you're doing it on your own, man, you are busy trying to serve yourself up to God going, hey, look how awesome I am. Ridiculous. But God, you'll never be approved on your own your own strength, your own ability. It's not about you. God says, I'm the provider. That's what God said. God wants to provide for you. Our job isn't provision. That's God's. So God wants to back you up and make you look good. When we try to stiffen up, not be flexible, was that phrase, blessed are the flexible, for they will not be easily broken. Like, like just, it's true. Like if we'll be flexible and let God do these things in our lives, things go a lot well than when we try to do themselves. Second Peter verse one, three says it this way. It says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Who gave you that? God gave it to you, not you. It's by the power of God that we stand 
approved. So when you do step out to do amazing things for God, know this, it's God in you that's doing the amazing thing. Think of it this way. You have to go to a fight. I don't know why you're fighting. You're a grown person, but you got to go fight somebody, man. And you got this dude and he's six foot tall. He's 350 pounds of pure muscle mass. And he's standing right behind you, ready to pummel the first person that swings first. That's the guy you want backing you up. That's what God does for you. So yeah, we have a role to play in that we've got to step out and begin to give God the ground to move. But God's doing all the heavy lifting in this circumstance, which kind of leads me to my next point that comes out of the scripture where it says, don't uh, let your, don't be idle chatter. Don't get caught up in idle chatter. Idle chatter is pointless. It's that kind of uh, gossipy, nah, 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 that really doesn't actually help the situation. More than not, it causes a situation that's already dangerous to be a little more flammable, a little more dangerous. That's idle chatter. We don't want to be that. So what's idle chatter? Well, I'll tell you one thing I've noticed on the Facebooks um, is just the ability for people to be really, really concerned about this year being the final year. Like we're caught up in the book of Revelations going, it's the end times. Brothers, be ready. Jesus is coming back on a white horse. And I'm not saying he's not. I'm also not saying don't be ready. What I am saying is what I just want to repeat what Jesus said. It's you will not know the hour. Why did he say that? Because it's not good that you do know the hour. All God's instructions are for your own benefit. You don't need to know when to be prepared for when. How do I be prepared for when? It's simple. I just do what he says. If we concern ourselves with the simplicity of the gospel and doing what he says, seeking the kingdom first today, then we're going to be in the place whenever he does come back that we are in an optimal position to beam me up, Scotty. So Jesus, come, come when you want. But in the meantime, what are we supposed to be doing and where are we supposed to be doing it? Let's not get caught up in all of this. Oh, it's the end time. I'm not saying don't study the book of Revelations. I'm not saying don't know about the ten horned beast according to the book of Ruth and being excellent in eschatology. But what I am saying is what's your relationship with God like? And how are you sharing that light with the world? You know what I'm really saying? What does your life look like when, what does my life look like when I line it up with the book of Matthew, specifically Matthew chapter 28, 19, when God says, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, and I'm with you forever. Uh, and God gave us this really cool command in Matthew to go and do these things. How are we doing those things? Guys, I'm not trying to get into workspace mentality. I'm not trying to say that you have to work hard to really get into the kingdom. No, you're saved by grace. God's backing you up. But it's like this painting right here my wife is working on. I don't know if you can see that. Let me draw it a little close. Look, she, it's a canvas. She's sketching it out. It looks like a trolley. It looks like a cool New Orleans scene. I don't even know what this is for. I grabbed it as an illustration. But this right here is, is an artwork in the making. You're an artwork in the making. You're in the process and your works are the canvas upon which God paints his beautiful illustration. It's not your works that enable God's art to be beautiful in your life. You know what it is? It's God's power manifest in your life that engages creativity, that causes a beautiful work. But if your works aren't there, 
if we're not stepping out and talking to that gas station attendant about the Lord, if we're not stepping out and saying, God, is there anybody right here you would like to speak to? How can I be a part of what you're doing today? There's no canvas for God to paint something beautiful on. So no, it's not your works. It's not you and your ability. It's God's ability. But when we present our works to God, he does something beautiful with them. You're not saved by your works. You're not even qualified by them. But the Bible does say to present them to your, present yourself to him approved. Guys, I want to be approved. I want us to walk into the kingdom of God and God go, man, that's my boy. That's my girl. Let's go. Look at what you did. I'm so proud of you. I, and it's no, it's not that what I did is anything amazing. It's all filthy rags, but it pleases the heart of my father. And it gives him an area that he can begin to show up and show off. This is going to be an amazing painting by Tiffany Whale. Man, I'm biased. She's an amazing artist. Art with Tiff. Google that or Facebook it. But if this was you, it would turn out amazing. It's just a matter of setting it up and saying, God, would you do something with this work? It's, it's a little flimsy. It may not be much, but could you take this canvas of my life and make it beautiful? Present yourself approved. Let's not be idle. Let's not be busy with idle chatter. Let's engage God and allow his greatness to be big in our life. I believe in you. I'm so glad you're here. Man, if you tune these in and they bless you, share them with somebody that needs them. They're not just for you. They're not just not about us. Let this message be a canvas for somebody else's life, a presentation of God and his goodness. Share it. Like it. Go to my page. Like it. It helps me out. And um, tag a friend that needs to hear this. Because I know there's a lot of people, guys, if you've been like me, pounding the pavement in ministry, and there's lonely moments where it gets hard, this is a message to encourage you. That it's not you, it's God. He's about to do something beautiful. I love you. Stay tuned. You guys have a wonderful day.